Hello, welcome back to our travel and culture podcast, Spectacular Slovakia. I'm Peter Lhopolac, and no, we're not going to return to our routine schedule. Not yet. On this episode, we're going to speak about Slovakia's oldest ethnic museum, the Museum of Ukrainian Culture. It's located in Svidnik, a small town in eastern Slovakia, and very close to the Polish border. I should say the Svidnik area has also a rich military history linked to the Second World War. The Death Valley is, for example, a marked area that takes visitors to the villages affected by October 1944. Better, you can still see tanks in the fields, and in the town tourists can visit a military museum mapping Slovak military villages in the years 1914 to 1945. That's what I also wanted to point out. And now when I did, let's go back to the Museum of Ukrainian Culture. The Ukrainian minority had been trying to establish its own museum since the 19th century. Its first museum opened in 1956. By that time, Ukrainians had already opened their national theater in Prasho and run their own Ukrainian broadcast on the Czechoslovak public radio. Ukrainians shared the museum with the Ruthenian minority until 2007, when it was split into two museums. One is located in Prasho, another one moved to Svitnik. Both museums fall under the Slovak National Museum today. The Ruthenian ethnicity did not officially exist under the previous regime. Ruthenians were all seen as Ukrainians. Today, Ukrainians and Ruthenians are two distinct groups, though there are obviously similarities, including their languages. But the Ruthenian language is not a dialect of the Ukrainian language. Since the Museum of Ukrainian Culture is situated in Svidnik, I asked Miriam Bozhikova from the museum, what do people in Svidnik identify themselves as? In recent years, there has been a significant assimilation. The majority of the population considers Slovak as their native tongue. Some of the citizens of Svidnik honestly declare themselves to be of Ruten nationality. Only the understanding of Ruten nationality can be seen from two different angles. The first group claiming Rutenian nationality sees itself as a separate nation with our language. The second group is the autochthonous population of the Slovak Republic inhabiting northeastern part and speaking different dialects. Based on the results of the last population census published in 2021, 23,700 inhabitants in the Slovak Republic declared themselves to be Ruthenian and 9,400 to be Ukrainian. You will hear more from Miriam in a second, but let's just say what the museum has to offer. The Museum of Ukrainian Culture has three branches, one building houses, expositions on culture and history of the Ukrainians and the region. Another building, a manor house, is home to a gallery. And the last part of the museum is its open-air section with beautiful old houses. When I visited the gallery, the painting of a tinker by Eva Bisova caught my eye. What did Ukrainians work as in the past, Miriam? Eva Bisova was a painter. Few people know that she was also a writer and a playwright. 
Although she lived in Prague for many years, her final resting place was the cemetery in Zvidnik. Yes, uh, the artist also depicted uh, such traditional motifs. Her native village of Yarabina was famous for tinkering. Our ancestors were generally engaged in peasantry and cattle breeding, domestic production and crafts. Did they also enjoy doing any leisure activities? There was a different understanding of leisure than now. It was a cycle of daily activities, chores that simply had to be done, but that was what made them special. They knew how to make work enjoyable, and now we can also enjoy the folk songs, riddles, proverbs and uh, sayings that were created uh, during these activities. And in what period did Ukrainians thrive the most? The period after Second World War was very significant. Organization, association were formed. I will mention, for example, the Ukraine National Council, the Ukraine National Theater in Preshow, today the Alexander Duchnovich Theater, the Poduklianski Ukraine Folk Ensemble, today the Poduklianski Folk Art Ensemble, and many personalities of science, uh, literature and art presented uh, their talents. What were and are Ukrainians like, maybe compared to Slovaks? Ukrainians like Slovaks are Slavs. They have been and still are hardworking, modest, resourceful and certainly very warm and hospitable. For you personally, what is the most interesting thing you have learned about the Ukrainian minority, the culture, life in this part of Slovakia? Previously, unknown people from a small unknown region can achieve great things. I still like to visit the portrait of Mikhailo Baludyansky, which is on view in the culture and historical exhibition. As a native of Vishna Oshava, he became a professor and director of St. Petersburg University. On the authority of Tsar Alexander I, he became the tutor of his sons. There were actually several people from the minority who became university professors and directors in Russia, but what I remember from my visit to the museum is information about a 1930s film that features the Ruthenian language, and it was the first film of this kind, I believe, but I don't remember the name, so can you help me out, please? On the second floor of the culture historical exposition of the museum in the center of the town, there is one of the showcases dedicated uh, to the film Marika the Infidel. The plot of the film takes place in the territory of then uh, Podkarpatska Rus. The screenplay of the film was written by Karel Novi, based on a story by Ivan Olbracht. The film was directed by Vladislav Anchura. In the film, actors were ordinary people from village. Perhaps the most striking character of the film was the representative of the main female character Marika Anashka Rebeyova. I haven't seen the film yet, but I'm trying to find some time for that, and I will get to that at some point. But going back to the gallery housed in the Baroque main house, 
icons seem to dominate. Uh, what does it say about Ukrainians? Yes, it's true. Icons are the oldest and most valuable collection items in our museum. They are from the 16th to the 18th century. Their authors are unknown icon painters from the area of the contemporary Slovak-Polish-Ukrainian border region. And what does it say? Certainly about incredible talent, humanity, goodness and humility. I believe we haven't mentioned the name of the gallery, so it's named after Desidermili. So can you tell us who he was? Desidermili, a native of Kiev, was a prominent painter, graphic artist, teacher and representative of the visual arts in Slovakia. He was a professor and later director of the Academy of Fine Arts and Design Bratislava. He was an innovator in the monumental representation of landscapes, which was classified as a modern type of uh, landscape painting. The gallery in Svidnik rightly bears the name of the national artist. His last will was uh, fulfilled by his wife Priska, who donated artistic estate of uh, 785 artifacts to the museum. As I could see in the gallery as well, um, Ukrainian painters portrayed daily life of people in this region. But what about literature? Who should we read? And do you have yourself a favorite book written by an author coming from the minority? Back in my college days, I was interested in the work of Eva Bisova. Even her dramas uh, were staged in the former Ukrainian National Theatre in Preshov. She was able to portray her heroes, their mindsets and action in the smallest detail. In our region, Svidnik, there are also many interesting authors such as Julius Panko, Nadezhda Varkholova, and uh, I must uh, certainly mention the name of Stefan Hostiniak and uh, his timeless poems, which have been translated into several languages. Now let's move on to the Open Air Museum. What events do take place there? Do you organize, I don't know, the traditional pig slaughter, for instance? The main summer season starts in May. Every year the area hosts festivals of Ruthenian Ukrainian culture which contribute to the popularization of and the dissemination of folk culture and art. On the occasion of the International Children's Day, for example the Hunsutsky Day, during the summer we organize craft weekends and various uh, events for families with uh, children. In September, the Day of Folk Tradition and the International Championship in Cooking of Pirohi. And in winter, we also do the traditional slaughter. Where do all the houses in the museum actually come from? I, I guess 50 buildings are there. And I remember that your wooden school comes from Kuro. And then your pop is actually from Svidnik. The project of the Open Air Museum was developed in 1974. 
Autoris Miroslav Sopoliga, the former museum's director. Science 1967 research on folk architecture and housings in 226 localities in northeastern Slovakia, starting with village Nova Sedlica and two village Osturnia. Houses were simple. Regine of Svidnik and Snina had straw roofs, painted log houses with clay floors. In the special region was log structures, enclosed yards and wooden roofs. Those roofs are the most striking difference in my opinion. Um, are these houses in the museum replicas? I'm not uh, going to lie to you. The houses have been uh, relocated, but uh, for example, the church of uh, Saint Paraskeva from the Nurnby village of Nova Polianka in the Svidnik district was uh, rebuilt in the open air museum thanks to the exact uh, drawings of the Slovak researchers Blanka Kovacovicova and Imrich Puškar. I really enjoyed my walk in the snow around the museum, you know, the wooden church in the middle of the whole area where even weddings take place, then the pub, the new stone bridge, the school. But I think it was the oldest house called Dimnyanka that fascinated me because of its heating system, you know, with an open fireplace without a flue as the heating system. Did the people living in the house not die because of the smoke? Certainly not. Uh, the peasant house from the village of Ulitske Krive from the second half of the 18th century is dwelling used to be called Dimnyanka Kurnahija because it uh, included a smoke stove from which uh, smoke floated in the room and only partly escaped uh, through the door under the roof. Another interesting feature of this house was the storage potatoes in the room under the bed. For this purpose, a pit was dug rupa with a depth of even two meters, covered with boards. And this is my last question. Um, do you breed any animals in the open air museum? Because I think animals are an integral part of any village community in Slovakia. In recent years, we have the entire summer season in the ethnographic exposition in a small group of live mowers, sheep. And for big events, we also provide horses, which with their presence will delight not only our little visitors. Gorgeous. Thank you, Miriam. we've come to the end of the podcast there's definitely a lot to learn about and to see in Svidnik the Ukrainian minority the museum of Ukrainian culture and I must say that when I went there I grabbed a leaflet from the museum and one sentence goes like this old games once played in a meadow will teach you to be good friends and I'm quite intrigued by what it means so we're gonna return there in the summer see you there bye